Welcome to Nerd vs. World, episode 43, Invasion of the Nerd Snatchers. Now, it's been a while since we last had an episode, so there's a lot to catch up on today. Hells yeah. So, we will be covering the Star Wars trailer and some fight from that, because we haven't spoken about that yet. And the, oh, a lot of the news that was released as of yesterday as of Star from Wars Day Star as well. Wars Day. Yes. Um, we've got Age of Ultron catch-up. Superhero smorgasbord. Yeah, Daredevil catch-up. This is some Suicide Squad stuff to talk about. Um... Yeah, we got crowdfunding corner. Crowdfunder well. corner, yeah. Uh, an update on conventions. Uh, depending if we've got time, possibly once again singing the praises of Elon Musk and his amazing oh, inventions. God, yes, power. Wolf. Um, and yeah, yours truly entered the regional finals of the Settlers of Catan tournament at the weekend. Oh, you! <laughs> and, and I'm now at the national, so you can see me at the UK Games Expo at the end of May, competing in the national finals of Settlers of Catan. Yes, it's a real thing, folks. It is. It's it a is. real thing. Yes, it is. Uh, cool. I think that's awesome. Well done on that, dude. I'm, I'm utterly stoked for you. That was brilliant. Should we just start with that then? Just start off there. Why cool. the hell Why not? not? So, yeah. Uh, I went to Thursday. How did it come about, first of all? How did you find out about it? I Yeah. I met up with a friend on Thursday. Because I played Catan. Last week. <laughs> just like, I hadn't chatted to her for a while, so we went out for board games and coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the board at Thirty Meeples, I saw Catan tournament this Sunday. I was like, oh, "I might enter that," so I did. You did <laughs> fair, fair. But you didn't know it was a qualifier for a, a, for a, a, national. a national event. Yeah, no. So I was kind of like, I bought my ticket for it, and then they were like, "Okay, so the winner gets a first round buy. You also get all this stuff as well, like a board game, and everyone got free Munchkin bookmarks. Ah, cool. But also doubled as cards for their relative." Munchkin games, they had rules on the bookmarks so you could play it. Sweet. Um, and then, yeah, I got my ticket to the national finals. I finished third. Nicely done. So it was a round robin tournament. Essentially, there were three rounds. For each game, the winner got five points, second place got two points, and that was it. And then, after three rounds had finished, the, play- the four players with the highest points totals went to the final table and sort of the showdown to the death. And I fi- found out afterwards that the person who finished second was the 2013 UK champion and had gone to the States, all expenses paid, to take part in the World Championships that year. Um, and the guy who won it had won two of the round matches, so he'd been the most consistent player all tournament. But it was so bizarre. I mean, I've sat through play- fields of like 200 plus pe- players before uh, in casinos playing in poker tournaments and reached final tables. This was just more tense. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you why this was more tense, but it it just was, it was so bizarre. Um, But just the most wonderful experience. And Thirsty Meeples is just the perfect place to- No, it's an awesome place. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the one place in Oxford my anxiety will let me go, Mm. you know? Oh, that's that's cool. I always feel feel so chilled there. People were talking about saying, what's it like? like, well, yeah, maybe we uh, Nerd versus world. Uh, maybe uh, maybe if we could get in touch with the guys at Thirsty Meeple and do a something there. Yeah, we, some well, kind of a Nerd yeah, versus world just, event. Yeah, maybe. maybe or just have them on the show and just mm. yeah, chat nerdy stuff with them. Because, yeah, definitely. Yeah, to start guys. with yeah. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. I had my I had my strategies going in as well. I mean, I haven't played Catan for like seven months. Um, <laughs> 
but it is like it is the sort of go-to game that my group back in Worcester used to always play. Right. Okay. But with the, all the expansions, this was just basic set. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like Star Trek Catan. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just a basic set, no expansion, so no knights and cities, um, no seafarers, just the plain set. Uh, yeah, and I had my strategy. I wrote like nearly two thousand words as a write-up for the tournament in which I outlined my strategy and where it went <laughs> wrong and everything. That, yeah, that's the most words I've written in the shortest amount of time ever. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, well, not maybe, maybe since yeah, the day Inspiration my, helps. Maybe since the day before my dissertation was due in. <laughs> you know, it's probably the, the last I wrote so many words so quickly. But yeah, it was just so much fun. And like meeting people. Mm. I mean, like people who know me outside of this podcast and know me in real life know that I'm not really great at meeting people for the first time. I'm kind of a little bit withdrawn, a little bit anxious about new faces, but like I said, Thirsty Meeples, the vibe of that place is you just like, you just feel chilled mm. straight away. Yeah. So, Sweet. Yeah. Well done. Well, yeah, the whole, the whole review is up on the site, so go on, you can read the blow by blow. Yeah, there's like 79 players for me to beat now at the Nationals, and then, yeah, I think it's a trip to the World Finals in America for the winner. Ooh, nice. Which is pretty sweet. But, yeah. So I'll be at the UK Games Expo in a semi-official capacity, just, like, enjoying the event for the weekend and blogging about it, but on Saturday I'll be there competing, which is something I never thought I'd ever say. <laughs> Good stuff. But I'll be competing, so, yeah. Yeah, another notch in that staff of professional nerd. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet. Kind of loving it. So yeah, cool. Awesome. Good weekend all around. Mm. Cool, so now less about me, more about general nerd culture, I suppose. Well, I mean, you were saying about the amount you wrote, so it kind of segues in nicely to your, you. You did a, a, an impressive review of uh, Age of Ultron. Oh, thank you. Um, I thought it was excellent. It was really well done. Excellent review. It got reposted a hell of a lot by people. So people, did. A lot of people seem to like it, so... I kind of tried to make it as spoiler-free as possible. I think there was one one message I got saying, dude, this is a spoiler, um, which I think we, we all agree is kind of was a, at a stretch, could have been considered one, so I removed it anyway, because mm. I don't like spoiling something deliberately or inadvertently. Um, but yeah, it was a good film. And that I aside, to, spoiler warning. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's been out for a couple of weeks now, so... Well, yeah, as of us recording this, it's just had its first weekend in America. Yeah, so it's been out for at least two weeks in the UK. Um, Yeah. So, maybe have a discussion about spoilers later on. Um, What constitutes a spoiler? That's that's confused me. Um, I think anything implied or expected could be considered to not be a spoiler if you talk about it in a review. It, It is hard to review a film without giving away... Spoilers sometimes. Though. It is, yeah. But I mean, I guess that can be done. It's it, yeah, it's part of the scale. I mean, it's it's been being done for years. Yeah. You know, Empire's been running what twenty five years or something now, and you know, film and reviews are something that you have to do, and you have to give an overall impression of the film and critique of the film. Yeah. But not necessarily giving a blow by blow of what happens in the film. I don't think I really go into plot very much at all in any mm. of my reviews. I can give a, a broad stroke intro and then talk about character. There's certain points though. It's not yeah. yeah. You're not giving a plot descriptive. Mm. But I, I like I like talking about character, and that's kind of what I liked about Age of Ultron more than anything else was 
it's a character piece. Yes. Less, less so than the first Avengers, but you jump straight back into the action and the, the banter and the dialogue and the interacting the characters you just feel like you've never been away. So yeah, I think the pacing for it was a very interesting uh, a very interesting way to go in my opinion because it started out with like the massive big bang here's a massive scrap you're dumped right in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> without any kind of introduction to it. It's just here's a fight. <laughs> Uh, I think American audiences will have got an introduction because there was a crossover with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I think there was a crossover with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm yet to see that crossover episode. Ah, Okay, it was was very briefly mentioned last... It was mentioned because I I saw that there were mentions of Strucker and things in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but I've not seen... Well, I don't think it's out yet, the the actual episode that that ties in after. I've seen the one that leads up to it, not the one after. Yeah, Project Theta, as I talk about, is the Avengers. Mm. So... So yeah, I think they've done very well in in crossing it over with Agents of Shield. I just think for us in the UK, the timing didn't work. No, because <laughs> we got it a week early, so that was kind of a bit weird. But you didn't need to have the crossover. No, you didn't. Film. No, it, it, it was just it, it was nice, just extra added nerd bonus stuff. Yeah. If you yeah, but yeah, I think the the. The pacing was brilliant. I say it kicked off, and then it slowed down a bit, and then gave you some intro- some spiel about what was going yeah. on, and took it from there. So, yeah, it was an in- an interesting way of flipping it round to introducing all the characters first, and then doing that. So, it kind of it gave you that same payoff shot from the end of Avengers of all of them fighting in one big shot, yeah. and it did that in the opening five minutes. So it's like there you go, it's happened now. Now I'll concentrate on the rest of the film. Yeah. So I thought that was very clever. Yeah, it's it just established everything really early on. Um, I loved Scarlet Witch. Elizabeth Olsen is new crush of the Brendan's week. Brendan's crush of the week! <laughs> yeah. If you didn't see that coming, then... <laughs> yeah, Naive. That's just naive. Um, but I loved the character, and I, went, I loved the way they used her mind-control powers to flesh out other characters. Yes, uh, yeah. So she was used to essentially bring to the fore either bits of their backstory or, you know, bits of their character that might not necessarily have got as much screen time. Yeah. I love how self-aware it was as well when she tries to mind-control Clint. Mm. And he's like, nope, done that. Yeah, (laughs) been there, done that, got the (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it just felt like... It felt like her presence in the movie had a purpose and it wasn't just a case of adding more characters to the roster as quickly as possible mm. and from storytelling from a narrative point of view it, it worked really well but I, th- I think in my opinion if there was one failing on the film it was in the amount of characters it tried to introduce and the amount of plot lines it tried to A wrap up and B set up yeah I think that was the issue for me. I think that was one of my main issues in the review. It felt kind of like a placeholder piece. Very much so. It it felt like it was setting up Civil War and it was setting up Infinity War. It was basically setting up the whole of Phase 3. Yeah. Well, Phase 2 hasn't finished yet. Yeah, this is is where I got confused. Ant-Man is the last of Phase 2. I was under the impression that Ant-Man was the beginning of Phase 3. Originally it was meant to be. Yeah. It was pushed forward to Phase 2. So Phase 2 hasn't wrapped yet. Um, But yeah, no. And... They cut too much of Thor's storyline out as well. Mm. Apparently, in the test audience views, his story didn't make much sense. People didn't really respond to it, but the feeling is that was because it was before effects had been added, so it didn't look right. 
but yeah, Joss Whedon was saying there's a hundred, there's a one hundred ninety-four minute cut of the movie. Wow. Which is over three hours. Yeah, three and a quarter. Yeah. Which I just want to see. Definitely. And Hell I think yeah. there'll be on. I think there'll be a director's cut maybe on the Blu-ray, or if not, there'll be a shit ton of deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. This just means that I now have to wait for another film before I can buy my box set of Phase Two. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God damn you, Marvel! Crowbarring in another movie. Yeah. Uh, That's if they release one, because now there's, there's, there might be too many films now for a box set. I might just go back and buy them all individually. Here I don't own them all. As I don't own any of them. I've specifically held off because I bought that first Avengers box set yeah. of you know all the movies leading up to and including Avengers Assemble. And then they were like, and Phase 2 is going to be all the movies leading up to and finishing with Avengers 2. But now it's Avengers 2 and Ant-Man. <laughs> Bastards. Because I, I, I really can't see what Ant-Man's going to bring to close off Phase 2. Neither can I. Unless um, unless that's where they drop Spider-Man in the, in the end credit tease. Possibly, but that will just be an end credit tease that they could have dropped in at the end of Avengers. Didn't have it. I don't think Avengers was the right feel for a Spider-Man tease. Possibly not, no. But then again, I would have thought that the the the, the bigger Phase Three movies would work for that. I, if anything, I would have thought Captain America would have been the place to tease it. Captain America Three. Because with all the Civil War stuff, that's the point where Spidey should theoretically be getting involved. Yeah. Um, Captain America Civil War is essentially Avengers 2.5. It is, cast yeah. yeah. And They've it's added been... someone else to it today. Martin Freeman's been added to the cast. Has he really? Who's he? They haven't, they haven't okay. named his character yet, but he's been added to the cast. Because yeah. that was a big thing. I, I don't know how much you know about the Civil War plotline, AD. Right, okay. I don't know about it. Good. it, it it's it's a big thing in terms of the comics. It was something that happened as a crossover thing a couple of years ago, um, which is about uh, essentially mutant registration. Yeah. So it's about yeah. registering powered people, and so it's Captain America on one side and Iron Man on the other. Yeah. With yeah. Captain America being pro-registration, Iron Man being anti-registration, and it's about getting the two camps to yeah. uh, who are fighting against each other. Essentially, is it it differs from mutant registration? Somewhat, but it's essentially it's the same sort of thing. It's yeah. the superhero registration act. Yeah, where, yeah. Super, where mass superheroes. The keen act in terms yeah. of. I'm sure I'm not sure I've read yeah. load of uh, comic books with that. Yeah. Well, so yeah. there was a lot of that being set up in this film with a lot of the conflict between Iron Man and Captain yeah. America. So I think that they spent a lot of time focusing on, basically justifying why that's going to happen in the next film. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, of course. One tweeter that I've been interacting with is of the opinion now that more named characters should be dying in these films because there's no risk. And Joss Whedon isn't averse to killing characters, so why hasn't he killed any big characters? I mean, he does in Age of Ultron, mm. but it's kind of a throwaway yeah. thing. Um, I think you're going to get that wish in Civil War, especially if it's six to the comic book. If it's six to the comic book storyline, then there is going to be a huge death mm. at the end of Civil War. Yeah. And that's possibly where you might get Spidey T's in the post credits. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's why the, the rumours about the rest of Phase 3 and Infinity War in particular are that the first part of Infinity War won't see the Avengers as we know them. They'll be the new Avengers. Yes. So it'll because be, yeah. Cap, Cap, the Cap will be dead. 
Thor will be dead. Iron Man stepped away following Civil War and is just in the in the background. Yeah. Um, and it will be the new Avengers. But then they're all signed on for Infinity War Part Two, so somehow they're going to come back. But it's the comics, yeah. so there's always a way to. So bring you them can back. always bring people back, no matter how many times. You whether it's the, whether it's the sort of but, the uh, side the cyborg. Cyborg um, Thor. Or... I refer you to Days of Future Past and yeah. Retcon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So it's interesting, but I, I, you know, I think it's expanding the slate again of the movie. So you you now crowbarring in a Spider-Man movie into Phase Three. Yeah. So Phase Three is now stretching out to being something like eight films, nine films, maybe even ten. And it's going to be even bigger as well because they have announced that. Um, Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, A.K.A. Jessica Jones, and the Hell's Kitchen Defenders miniseries will all cross over with part with Infinity War Part Two, and those characters will be in the Avengers film. Mm. They will cross the universe, so that's exciting. So let's talk about that. What well, Daredevil? Daredevil. Yeah. Because we've not spoken about that yet. No, it's been haven't. out for a few weeks. I, I must admit, I've been oh, watching it all. Now, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it'd be about a month. Yeah, yeah. I literally put on episode one, and before I knew it, the entire <coughs> season had finished. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Unfortunately, mine was spread out over two days, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think mine was over two days, but it was pretty hard. It was cool. binge watched. Yeah. yeah, I ate so much pie watching that. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it an entire pie? Or no, was it, it was banoffee pie. I think yeah, banoffee pie or key lime. Those are my those are my go to pies at the moment. So yeah, that that was. So thoughts effort. on Daredevil. It was amazing. <laughs> it was just, uh, I never thought I would see a, sh- a comic book show quite like that. Yeah, there was it a was pretty hardcore. Point. It I mean, was a lot, a lot squishier than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people talk about the uh, talking about the, the the fight scene at the end of episode, episode two. two. Stunning, brilliant, all done in one shot. Yeah, that was awesome. But the standout bit from the series for me, the bit that I wasn't expecting to see. And which made me go, which made me go, fuck, was um, when the guy Murdoch beats up finally gives up Fisk's name. Mm. Yeah. And he looks around at the pipe sort of sticking out the wall and says, you should have just killed me. And then heads yeah. the pipe. Yeah. Yes. I was just like, fuck me. Yeah. Yeah. It was dark. This is not, <laughs> yeah. this is not PG-13 no. MCU cinema stuff. This is like, if we're doing Hell's Kitchen, Hell's Kitchen miniseries, we're going to go dark with it. That was the clinch that made me watch the rest of it because yeah. I was still a little bit undecided. Uh, it, it, it had me good. hooked from the end. Of the, it was episode two. That that, that fight scene I thought was yeah. amazing. I was watching that and I just had to go back and rewatch it. Uh, oddly enough, there was a similar thing happened in uh, Agents of Shield last week. There was a big fight scene with Sky, and it was one shot spinning, jumping around the room. Big fight scene. Did you see that? Yeah. It was the end of an episode again. I was like. Holy shit! I had to go back and rewatch it. Like that was awesome. Yeah, an entirely separate thing. But Agents of Shield has really picked up its game. Very much so. Yes. I'm loving the the Inhumans tease. Yes. But yeah. No. Sorry. Yes. Dead back dead. to yeah. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, casting was inspired throughout. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, there wasn't a single bit of casting I'd gone. Mm, I'd have changed that. No, I think I was a bit was irritated with Rosario Dawson's character disappearing for about five episodes. But she's gonna be, yeah, yeah, she's night nurse, isn't she? Yeah, but she, she just be. she was there and she was massively involved in the plot, and then all the kind of uh, the, yeah. the the chaos all went off. She went back to the hospital, and there was then, no explanation. And there was no, and then she was just gone. Yeah, I agree with you on for that. For about one. four episodes, and then they came. Suddenly, she's back, and, and then she was back in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So that was that was a bit weird. And I was kind of like, why, why, why is she gone? They didn't fall was, out. They didn't. No, they, but they were it was the well. explanation when she came back. When she first came back yeah. into it, then they made the explanation yeah. for what happened yeah. four I episodes ago. That. I just didn't miss yeah. it. I, I suppose when, when you're binge <laughs> no. watching it, it's yeah. not so obvious. Yeah. But I think I think we'd probably taken a break between some of the episodes. I think it was just like. When the fuck is she? She's not been in it for like four or five episodes. No, it, 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 it was just—it was one giant episode. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a ten-hour film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was. Oh, he was stunning. Awesome as fish. He's but because he, he, he flipped between you actually going, oh, yeah. poor him. It's like and holy shit, <laughs> he just did what? <laughs> it's the Joe Abercrombie sort of approach to writing dastardly characters. Mm. You just. You, you find yourself siding with him yeah. for quite a lot of it, and then all of a sudden he just does something so unbelievably unpleasant that you're just like, oh, that was severe. Yeah. <laughs> no, really, really, really good show. And if that is any indication of what the others are going to be like, because, I mean, a.k.a. Jessica Jones, Alias is bleak enough, yeah. the comics that it's <laughs> that's based on. So... Fucking the series of that is going to be hard. There is talk going around that because of Daredevil's success, which has already been picked up for a second season, which will be out next year. Mm. Um, Not soon enough. <laughs> agreed, but yeah, I think all of us were like, That's Patient, excellent. We're, patience, season two next week is it? <laughs> patience, grasshopper. It will be out. Um, people are sort of like muttering the name Punisher in, mm. in the hash tones. Mm. Tom Hardy today came out and said that. He would love to play the Punisher. Mm, I think he'd do good at that. He's dropped out of the Suicide Squad movie now, so he's completely free, but he still wants to be involved in superheroes in some way. Mm. And he wants to do the Punisher. Which would be cool. Yeah, I think that would be cool. And I think um, Netflix would be the ideal platform for it. Yep. Because they they'd make it. Yeah, they don't right. pull punches <laughs> with this well, stuff. Well, yeah, fingers crossed really they would make it right. I don't think any of the shows. I mean, stuff like Hemlock Grove and things that they're producing is just I like dark. It, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I fucking love. Oh it. yeah, Hemlock Grove's great. That should be back for a third season soon. Apart from the end of season two, was a little bit sketchy. Well, yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. Di- digressing that. again. Oh. That's still on the same topic. Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. We uh, love you, Netflix. <laughs> we do. So, how about all the Easter eggs in Daredevil then? There were a lot. Yeah, yeah. The well. The, 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 the law officers mm. uh, if you looked at the name on the back of the door that's like partly scrubbed back that's Van Zandt mm. Van Zandt Industry which are the guys who were hosting the event at which Fisk's lovely wife was well girlfriend at that time mm. was was poisoned yes um, the yeah, Atlas still not married yet the Atlas Comics logo mm. did we actually door. get to see Avengers Tower because uh, it was no. room, it, there was. I think there was some kind of poster it, yeah. or something. Because I, 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 mean, I, I was Tower. looking out for it. Yeah, well, Avengers Tower as it is now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was yeah. Stark yeah. Tower, yeah. now yeah. Avengers yeah. Tower. Because yeah. um, I remember there, there was somebody said about it, and that the, they'd seen it in a trailer. But and I was looking out for it throughout the entire thing, and I don't remember seeing it. So maybe it was just a false, it. a false Easter egg. Because I was, I, yeah. I was always scanning the skyline because yeah. it was New right. York um, on the. It but they do reference Hell's Kitchen in Avengers. I'm fairly certain they reference something going on in Hell's Kitchen at, uh, uh, during the Avengers Age of Ultron. Maybe. I'm fairly certain they did. No. Is it just me or, or on the intro? Whether it's I think there's something about it because I think when, when everything went screwy, 
and lots of stuff happened in Hell's Kitchen. I think that it got mentioned when everything got blown up and things. I, I, I can't oh, remember. Well, Something in my mind said that there I'm was a reference. It, I'm watching it again on Thursday. Yeah. So right, I'll, keep okay, an right. I'll keep an ear out for Hell's Sorry, Kitchen. Right. No, 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 it's fine. You had a point to get out before you went. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, it's gone. Carry on. <laughs> You were going to say something. Yeah, the intro bit with the cartoony-esque bit at the beginning. Now, it, to me, it looked like there was slight differences in it. <coughs> so I'm wondering perhaps maybe the tower was in amongst that at some mm. point because it scans the skyline. That's just the like red being poured over the... Yeah, but it, there's little drawings in the backgrounds of it. It, it does. There's it, little it tiny does. drawings in the background yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But I think uh, that, that it may have been, if it was anywhere, it would have been in the scenes at the very, very beginning where they're doing all the rebuilding yeah. and the post Chitari yeah. invasion stuff. Yeah, but that's kind of cool as well, mm. in that, like, they're adding consequence. Yes, very much so. But yeah. Because, yeah, I guess that was the thing is, I'm interested to see how they deal with the fallout of Age of Ultron in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., because there was some big ass destruction going on there. Well, yeah. <laughs> there was a huge piece. Yeah. I mean, that finale for Age of Ultron, that couldn't have happened in any other movie of any other genre. No. It just couldn't. It wouldn't make sense. I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> in the Avengers. No, no, uh, very true. And Hawkeye <coughs> is very much the audience surrogate when he's talking to Scarlet Witch mm. at the end, and he outlines exactly what's happening, and you're just thinking, yeah, yeah, I can't believe it either. And yet somehow it's working really fucking well. And sorry to be bouncing about a bit, but wasn't James Spader awesome? Oh, my God. <laughs> he was, yeah, he was Absolutely perfect. brilliant. Just the first time you see Ultron, and he just, he's just limping out, pissing <laughs> hydraulic fluid. It's oh, stunningly good. When he, oh, have you noticed the um, the, the running theme in Phase 2? The people losing arms. No. In every Phase 2 movie, someone's lost an arm. Have they really? It's a, deli- okay. it's a, it's a deliberate nod of the head to Star Wars. Right, okay. There, yeah, and um, Ulysses' claw loses it. Yes. Major Ultron. And Ultron's response is just magnificent. But yeah, the, the film was just filled with so many... So many good one-liners, like even to the extent of puny god from the first one. In my yeah, opinion. Yes. And the best one-liner is literally just one word, and it's sorry. Mm. And when you when you see the film and you see who says it and in what context, you're like, yeah. I'd given up vote to uh, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was good. And I'd also give one to I adore you, but I but I need the other guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a nice moment. Yeah. So, let's go from the good of superheroes to the potential bad of superheroes and talk about Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Okay, so... So, reaction to bad. the Joker. We've had a collective face palm and eye roll here, like... Is that in terms of the picture well, or the reaction? Well, well, a little bit of both. I mm-hmm. mean, in terms of the picture... Does everything have to be so fucking super grim, dark, ultra bleak? In in in, DC, in the DC, 
Well, it kind of is. Well, yeah, especially if they're going along the lines that we think it's going to be. If, if this film is going to be... Sorry, it, if it's rumoured that he's now going to be in Batman vs Superman as a flashback scene, which means that already what was going to be a super grim dark film is now going to feature Joker beating to get beating to death a teenage boy with a crowbar as a flashback. <laughs> yeah, and the the, the ruining. Oh, I, I can't even. I mean, I've expressed my frustration on so many so many shows about the whole DC universe handling of the whole Batman vs Superman thing. Um, I wasn't overly filled with confidence at Comic-Con last year when they announced the whole thing to the speech from Dark Knight Returns. And if you're going to have the Joker in that film and it's going to be based on Dark Knight Returns, which is what all the pre-production press was saying it was going to be... But it doesn't look like it. Well, because he has to fucking die. Mm. Yeah. Because he kills himself. He snaps his own neck to frame Batman. Mm. Um... I don't think that's a spoiler because I don't think no. what we see in Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice is going to in any way emulate anything we've seen in comics. Um, I didn't like the trailer. I thought the trailer was awful. I thought seeing a cleaned-up version of the trailer as opposed to a shaky cam pirate version of the trailer didn't make it any better. <laughs> the whole oh no, I just I don't know what direction they're going with the film, but it looks bleak. Um, and I don't think that necessarily equates to good. Good. Yeah, yeah, fair. I think I think you can have dark storylines without yeah. having to be so overtly oppressive in how you tell it. I think there is such a thing as subtlety and being, nuance in storytelling. Yeah, being I too think much. DC yeah. just don't get it. I still too much think the that Suicide Squad might be a good film. Yeah. I still have high hopes for it just because it's the first kind of ensemble bad guy movie. And it's got characters in it and and actors in it that you've got to take with a pinch of salt. Will Smith. Don't yeah. You know, you've got to take him with a pinch of salt and it's got to be darkly comical it, it, and Yeah. The casting is a little bit You know, you you you've got Harley Quinn in there and you've got Joker in there, so there's gonna be a lot of kind of sick, dark humour to it. There has to be. So I, I'm holding out hope for that as 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 a standout film of the DC universe. Don't really care so much about Batfleck meets whatever his name is, Cavalman. Yeah, well, apparently Batfleck's going to be in Suicide Squad as well. Well, yes, that's yeah. So there's going to be a crossover between the two. So they've they've been that that uh, I think Jared Leto was there on <coughs> the set. Well, no, sorry, Ben Affleck was rumored to be around the set of Suicide Squad, and they've apparently done a bit of insert filming for a flashback for Batman vs Superman. Right. So that brings Joker into Batman vs Superman and brings Batman into Suicide Squad as a cameo. Well, well so that'll just be a cameo to tie yeah. them together. But I think the idea of the, I think the idea of Suicide Squad works, and I think if they approach it in the correct way, it can be funny and it can be an engaging film. Yeah. Okay. So I'm holding you, out hope for that. You you are. Much more of an excellent Suicide Squad than I am, to be fair. Uh, yeah, I, so. I love it. I, lo- I love the comic. Again, it's it is darkly humorous because you know a lot of it focuses on on Harley uh, and kind of how she and how she reacts to being in the situation that she's in. You know, and she occasionally That's, escapes and goes on a rampage and stuff. That it certainly it's seems brilliant. like the um, from what I've read, what I've seen, and stuff like that is what they 
I think they're trying to mm. focus on. Um, but, mm, I do have a little few things on it with. If have you seen any of the um, outtake photos and stuff? Of I, I, like I, I saw the, whole, the picture that was released today from the onset, yeah, which is all the, of them. The new Will Smith stuff. The, there was the on, there was the onset where she was actually doing yeah. a scene, yeah. but there's the collective one. But Joker wasn't in the collective one. No, see, so I don't think be. he's going to be a big character. No, that's that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I was trying to mm. get to. Is like that we were making a bit of an honest on on the Joker bit. I don't think he is going to be in it a lot. He may be just an occasional cameo. Yeah, I, I think so because I mean, it, in in none of the comics I read, Joker is which a part, is a, yeah, is which not is a, a part good of Suicide thing. Squad. Yeah, he's which, just he's just too deranged to be in Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which we've mentioned before. Yeah, that, that was our initial objection to the yeah. whole Joker being cast. It was, yeah, yeah exactly, and that, that's why. why? That's why the, I don't think I'm just hoping he's going to be used to tie it in, and then he'll probably appear in yes. a later Batman film. Yeah. Or perhaps every now and then a quick flash of. Well, he's, kind of, he's, he's, he's referenced already because Harley Quinn's jacket, mm. the back of it says um, "Property of the mm. Joker." Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, the reactions on the photos of the Joker. We saw I just hated it. I just hated it. Was it the metal teeth or the damage tattoo? It was a little bit of both. <laughs> Yeah, it was all the tattoos. Yeah, but it, it's just, just realistically, it's just a photo, though. It's just a photo that's that it, you don't know if it's taking the piss. You don't know if it was serious. You don't know at what perspective that was done. No, but I guess you have to go on the lines of it was released by DC as a promo photo of what's yeah. happening. It for was the film. released. It was released by the director of yeah. the movie as a promo for the movie. Yeah. So at that point, you go okay, unless that's he's deliberately trying, it, yeah. unless he's deliberately trying an audience, which to be honest aren't completely sold on what DC doing with the properties, mm. so trolling them is probably not the best move. This is probably a legitimate photo, in mm. which case, what the fuck? I think it was be- a bit of a because, cheap piss take. Because, okay. to be honest... Well, like, well, it remains to be seen. It does, if, yeah. If he's, if he's tattooed to the extent he is, I mean, can, you, can you see the Joker sitting for a session on any of those pieces of artwork <laughs> without fidgeting or killing his tattoo artist? Yeah, indeed. Maybe yeah, They're too be- clean. He should be having scratched sort of prison tattoos. Yeah. Yes, yeah, to an, yeah. you know, yeah. if it's going to be a character piece, then fine, go along that route. Well, who's not to say that Harley did it? Well, it's possible. Y- y- it's y- all, it, yeah, it all remains it's all there. Yeah. But yeah, the reaction to the photo was the question. The reaction to the photo was I fucking hated it. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Because <laughs> it looked like fucking Marilyn Manson. It green did. Hair. It yeah. did look a bit. Yeah, yeah, it did with green hair. Yeah, yeah, with a wig. So yes, I guess we shall yes. wait and see it. what happens with that. Wait and see if the DC ship inevitably flounders and bursts into flames and crashes spectacularly into the rocks of cinema audiences. So now we've had a downer, let's talk <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> As we are Revenge of the Fifth thing today. Yeah. Um, so we haven't actually talked about anything since Celebrations. We haven't talked about the trailer. Um, yeah, I was watching the live stream of Celebration from Anaheim. I was watching the J.J. Abrams panel, and they brought out BB-8 onto stage, which wasn't CGI. It was yeah. a fully working, hard prop droid. Which was awesome. Which was fucking awesome. <laughs> and they brought out the new crew, the new the new cast, rather. Um, Ray, uh, Poe Dameron, and... Oh, God. Who's the other guy? Is it Bo- Boyega? Yeah, his character. Yeah, I can't remember the name. 
I can't remember it. Oh, that sucks. I still want to. Um, anyway, the three of them have great chemistry off screen, and I think they're going to be amazing. Just the way they were on the panel, the way they interacted with the Q&A side of it, gave me so much confidence. Mm. They're going to handle the, the, the inevitable convention tour really well, I reckon. Um, then they brought out the, the old cast, of course, they brought out Mayhew and uh, Howell and Carrie Fisher. Yeah, and it was it was awesome. And listening to Abrams talk, listening to talk about how he wanted physical sets, physical props, uh, prosthetics, actors in makeup, people to interact with, for the actors to make it more believable and more real, filled me with more confidence. <coughs> and it made me think, actually, this could be good. He he might not have dropped the ball on this. It might be re- it might be really good. I feel I feel really good about this film. So we won't be seeing squidgy red MacGuffins. No. Oh, well, we probably well, will, but it kind of dropped the ball, you know. But it was a really cool ball. Oh yeah, it was a BB-8, so yeah. it's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I was I was watching it and thinking I am more hopeful than I have ever been about a Star Wars movie. A new hope, no less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a, a, a renewed <laughs> hope, even. A renewed hope, yeah. Don't say uh, things like that; they might steal it. <laughs> And then they were like, and now a special treat, here's the trailer for you, and the live feed that Anaheim cut off because they couldn't broadcast the trailer over the feed, and I panicked. (laughs) (laughs) And I went straight to Twitter, and I found it. And I braced myself, and I put the trailer on, and you got the opening sweeping panning shot. And then all of a sudden, you see the Star Destroyer crash. Yeah. And I awesome. fucking cried. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't the Chewie were home, but it was like right at the start. I was like, I started welling up. I started getting teary. And I was like, that is possibly one of the most iconic shots I've ever seen. And, and it didn't the, have lens flare. And then the rest mm. of the trailer played Sorry. off from that. And it was just the most incredible thing. It was very cool. I mean, I've, I've broken my thing of not watching a lot of trailers, and I did what, and I've watched the trailer yeah. for it, and it yeah, cool. really enjoyed it. It raises a lot of questions, and it points in a direction of something that we prophesized months ago, which is about a return to Endor. Yeah, um, because um, Caravan. No, no, <laughs> no. Just no. Christmas never, special. No, never. Each Huawei. Fuck's sake! Um, yeah, because obviously the last time, the last time we saw Vader's helmet, was he it? was on the pie. Yep. So on Endor. He so was. it means that the the evil bad guy from this is basically two Ewoks. Yep. One on the, the shoulders of yep. the other in a suit. Yeah. We always said about yeah. what would a Jedi Ewok look like. Then we see Jedi Ewok in Clone Wars. Do we? Ah, okay. I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe it's just a baby walkie. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, yeah, but no, Kylo Ren isn't two Ewoks on the shoulders. He's, he's uh, somebody else entirely. He's most definitely a bit more badass. Yes. A couple of Ewoks. So, the big questions that the trailer raises then. Well, the speech that goes over the trailer is a replay, almost. Almost. An almost re- replay of Luke's speech to Leia at the end of Jedi. Yes, um, it is. Very similar. It's interesting in the way it's worded as well. He says, my father has it. Yes. Um, so, 
whether he's just inferring the fact that as he still remains as a force ghost, he still remains present. So he is still alive. So it can be referred to in the present tense. Or whether that's just part of the Jedi script that they didn't flip. Mm, we don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. And then he says, my sister. And then in Jedi, he says, my sister has it. Yes. That's you. And she goes, I always knew. In this, he doesn't. He says, my sister has it. And you have it. Mm, yes. Um, now, is he talking to uh, a particular offspring of <coughs> Han and Leia by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has to be, yeah. to be fair. Well, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't be. have to be, Expand, the way exp- expanded it universe, does. Expanded Universe has more or less been stripped from canon, apart from one cool thing, as a side note. Um, Boba Fett does escape the Sarlacc because he's in the trailer for Battlefront. Mm. In the expansion for the Battle of um, oh. Jekka. Oh, dear Lord, the trailer for Star Wars Battlefront for the PS4. Oh, am I looking forward to You know how I said at the start of the year that was one thing I'm looking forward to? Yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah. The DLC, um, Battle of... Uh, is it Yucca or mm. the, the New Desert Planet? Yeah, yeah. Boba Fett's in that, so he has officially escaped the Sarlacc in current canon for Star Wars. Fuck Hell yes. yes. Um, so yeah, wait, wait, wait. Oh yeah, who's he talking to? Yes, it doesn't have to be. Um, doesn't have to be Jason, but it probably will be. Mm. So then, yeah, then there's more questions of you know you see the uh, the, the lines and lines of stormtroopers and just a dark figure standing on a stage right at the back. Yeah. So that's the First Order. First Order who are led by Kylo Ren. Um, and then there's Captain Phasma, who is the Chrome Trooper we see in the trailer that's been played by Gwendolyn Christie. Mm-hmm. Um, Good old Brienne of Tarth. Yeah. <coughs> that looks like there's going to be a kick-ass role. Mm. I cannot wait to see the Galactic Knights cosplay the Chrome Trooper, because that's just one hell of a costume. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so who is that cloaked figure? Is it Kylo Ren? Is it Phasma? Is it somebody else? Is it an unknown character that we haven't met yet? And they're on an ice planet that isn't Hoth, which kind of, it's nice in a way to see kind of the the, 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 the mirroring, kind of weird yeah, symmetry between that and the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. You know, with the rebel base on Hoth and now the, the First Order on their own secret base on an ice planet. Yeah. And then there's some other bits of a TIE fighter shooting up a shuttle bay with other TIE, tie fighters, fighters in it. Yeah. Yes. And there's also an interesting bit where John Boyega takes off his Stormtrooper hat mm-hmm. and he did kind of let slip at the panel that he is actually a Stormtrooper. His character is a Stormtrooper because uh, he got a pretty severe look from J.J. Abrams because Abrams looked away after the question and he kind of went, and Abrams caught him at the last minute out the corner of his eye and just shot him a look. <laughs> that made him instantly sort of go, no, just kidding, just kidding. But yeah, I think he's a stormtrooper. But yeah, he takes off his helmet and there's blood on the front of his helmet, which is kind of interesting. So he's definitely in over his head. Mm. But then to be fair, like you could have cut the trailer for episode four and had like Han Solo just like taking off his stormtrooper helmet. Yeah. You know, it yeah. doesn't mean yeah, shit. Very true, indeed. It doesn't actually mean anything. You don't know anything. Very Luke taking off his helmet. Yeah, yeah. stormtrooper. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, we have no idea of the context that scene's been set in. No. Um, but I think it raises some interesting questions in the trailer. Yeah. And who? Because someone is clearly going around collecting Vader's art- artifacts. Because mm. Ren's lightsaber with the cross hilt looks like Vader's old saber. Mm. 
a bastardised version that's been converted to have the cross hilt saber blades. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and just picking up other articles because one of them is Luke's, Luke's saber that he yeah. loses in Empire. Yeah, that, that gets dropped from Cloud City. Although, that's above Bespin, which is a gas planet, so it should like disintegrated, technically. But, there's a lightsaber. Yeah. So, yeah. so who's found it? Is, is it Ray's character, who's this, this scavenger, or is it uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character, who is meant to be uh, a pirate? An alien pirate, because she's been featured with mocap headsets and mocap dots, so she's playing an alien of some kind. Just don't know. Mm. Who's going around? Who's collecting them? Who are they giving them to? Because although it says, my sister has it in the trailer when she passes it back, and everyone's going, that's Leia. It's like, is it? Mm, indeed. Is it Leia? And whoever's hand is passing it back is clearly an alien, because that arm is orange. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. So maybe she's collecting them for somebody else. I don't know. It doesn't. It does ask lots of questions. It doesn't seem to give too much of the plot away. Um, so revelations in the last couple of days, and well, a lot more has been coming out because uh, Annie Leibovitz did a Vanity Fair shoot on set. So there's loads of more photos now. So we've seen like Kylo Ren without his mask. Um, that's where we got the character announcements of who Gwendolyn Christie and Lepota Nyong'o were actually playing. But no more than that, really. Although there's a lovely shot in, at the end of the video from the photo shoot of Han, Chewie, <coughs> and the two new characters in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, mm. which is pretty sweet. Oh, I'm just excited. I mean, like, I straight away, as soon as, as soon as Celebration finished, and they were like, and Celebration 2016 will be held in London, I was just like, I'm going to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. bye. I, I, I don't now. care. Did, yeah, yeah. So I went straight online. I was like, 70 quid? Yes, I'm doing that. Mm. And I saw some people from other sites, you know, other podcasting geek sites out there who I have on Facebook saying, not buying my celebration ticket just yet, going to see what I can get. Mm. And I was just like, no, fuck yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> fuck it, it's Star Wars. Mm. If you cannot pay to yeah. support Star Wars, Indeed. then you shouldn't be in this business <laughs> you know if you're just doing what you're doing to get free shit whenever you can a lot of people do yeah. then just get out of it yes yeah because if if something doesn't excite you enough to say it's 70 pounds I'm paying that yeah then yeah rethink what you're doing this for yeah indeed so yeah I was like 70 quid awesome and I was like Hasn't been to London since 2007, so they had the options for do you buy the Celebration lanyard, do you buy the Celebration t-shirt, the Celebration memorabilia guide. All, and all of it. And I just went, yes, yes, all yes. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I went, 140 quid. I was like, yep. Yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah. That's, what, cause that's what we were like with the Doctor Who 50th. We were yeah. just like, yeah. yes, we're there, Fucking yes, we'll have VIP thing. tickets, yeah. yes, yeah. we'll have yeah. all the things, all thank the you very much. Yeah. So it was like, yep. And I was like, have I just spent £140 to go to a Star Wars convention in 2016? I was like, yes. You're yes, lucky I there's have. three of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the, the VIP stuff... Um, to be fair, you've got two incomes there. Yes. And half price for children. The VIP stuff Ish. sold out straight away. I mean, the VIP stuff was like £330 or something ridiculous wow. for the weekend ticket. But it was like, you got so much extra. And I was like, well, I couldn't afford that anyway, so I'm not gutted to have missed that. Yeah. But I'm not missing getting weekend tickets. Yeah. So I was just like, fuck it. Mm. There's no way I'm gonna fucking press pass, <coughs> blag this. It's yeah. just like I can afford to pay for Star Wars. Absolutely, I'm paying for fucking Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 
I'll be there next year. I'm debating the whole costume versus non-costume yeah. thing. I'll probably go non-costume because I kind of don't want to be part of the attraction. I just want to be lost in the experience. So I'm not sure. I'll wait and see if I get press passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dick move, bro. <laughs> You've been fucking hanging on for that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you were waiting for that opportune moment. <laughs> okay, so rumor. So okay, so there's nothing's nothing's technically been confirmed yet. Uh, the rap, the rap um, said a while back that the new uh, anthology movie would be a Boba Fett film, and then the rap confirmed their own uh, yeah. hypothesis Indeed. but in the story did say Disney have made no comment yet yeah. the yes. only thing Disney have commented on so far is that Josh Trank has left the series whatever it is yes. the yes. fact that Boba Fett has now been revealed to be part of the current canon current. Yeah. Um, suggests that maybe the rumours of him having a Fett movie aren't completely without foundation I do think that the bounty hunter aspect of the Star Wars universe is certainly one that could be filled out. Definitely and, could, yes. And could certainly be an interesting watch. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Well, we'll see there was that whole idea of the, the kind of bounty hunter series, wasn't there? That we were talking about about two years ago. ago. yeah. We've been talking about J.J. Abrams and Star Wars for, well, more since like episode two or three, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it yeah, started, yeah. Particularly with the, with the uh, Bounty Hunter theme to it, mm. we've been going, on, it should brilliant. do, and it would be yeah, a great yeah. way to spin off. Yeah, it'd be excellent. So maybe they just want to get a major, a major fan-based character, you know, fan-followed fan character, sorry. Maybe, but it's Star Wars. To kick it off. No, you know what I mean, to kick it off. Okay, maybe, but then they have the whole Rogue One thing, which is pretty much mm. going to be sort of like yeah. unnamed people. I'm not sure. Is it original Death Star plans that Rogue One are going after, or is it the second Death Star plans? Well, it'd be because second because Rogue Squadron wasn't set up until, Empire, after, until yeah, yes. yeah, Empire. So it's the second one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to see some Bottoms get killed then. Mm. Whatever happens. Okay. Many Bottoms. Many Bottoms died getting us <laughs> this information. Yes. But no, that, that was the plan to the first Death Star. No, that was the second one. No. Yeah, I've just watched. I've literally mm-hmm. watched Jedi like less than ten hours ago. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, because it's Mon Mothma that says it, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and she's not in the first one, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've literally just watched all three films back to back. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, just that's why. That's why I had to double check. You know, yeah, yeah. Which this is why we record in the studio. There's no table for Brendan to flip. <laughs> <laughs> there actually is. Just it's a very expensive me, one. <laughs> Yeah, it's too expensive to put tables in. It's sort of too heavy. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Sweet. So, yeah, Star Wars covered. Yes. Very much. I'm so. very much looking forward to next year as well. So yeah, and obviously next year, um, our Star Wars Day Marathons are going to have to start slightly earlier. Yes. Because yeah. there's an extra film to get involved. Yep. Indeed. Yeah. Or do you have to wait until the whole trilogy is out? Nah. Before nah. you include it? Nah. No? Nah. No, I think just add it on. Just watch it. But then it'll be incomplete. That's fine. And then something, something dark side. Whatever you like <laughs> at the end of the first one when you're going, I want more, damn you, Abrams! That's when you just go and like rewatch the Clone Wars or start Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. You know? Or watch you know. the Star Wars Holiday Special again. Because there's so much you could watch. 
There's so much Star Wars stuff you could watch. Go watch droids. Go find that. Go and read that uh, book where Princess Leia and Luke get it on. <laughs> there was yeah. a, a book released after Star Wars before... Uh, the big yeah, uh, reveal. Okay. Yeah. It was, uh, was it Alan Dean Foster? Oh, well, yes. Who else would it be? Why? Splinter of the Mind's Eye, I believe was it was good. called. Yeah, before it had been established that Luke and Leia. Isn't that <laughs> a graphic <laughs> novel? It's incredibly graphic, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Okay, so uh, do you guys have anything to submit to Crowdfunder Corner? No. 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 We'll vet it possibly for next okay, episode. Okay, well, I, I, I have one to put in, which is uh, a, a cyberpunk board slash card game called Human Interface. I have seen that cool. lately. That, that's currently running a Kickstarter, so uh, yeah, if, if cyberpunk board stroke card games are your thing, then uh, definitely one to check out. So I, I will stick the links to that in the show notes. Amazing. Uh, and I guess just, yeah, picking up on the conventions thing of kind of where we're going to be in the coming months, um, so, you're at UK Games Expo. Yep, yeah, you are I'm MCM. MCM London uh, from the 22nd to the 24th. And then? And then the 25th, I'm in Bristol for Lawgiver. Lawgiver Mark II. Lawgiver Ooh, Mark II. I know. That's going to be um, yeah. I, it looks like I'll be doing quite a lot of stuff in the, in the second panel room, and I, I think I'm already down for hosting uh, ISO 101. Which is the the dread version of Room One Hundred and One. Yes. So I'm going to be running that cool. panel along with a couple of others. So excellent. For anybody who likes the the dread universe, come along. There's there's an interesting panel taking place there about bringing dread to the screen, uh, and I know that's got the guys involved in um, Judgmenty and Cursed Edge a part of that panel by the okay. look of it. So. Sweet. That, that should be quite a cool one. Because it's the Rule 32 guys yep. who run it, and they ran it last year as the first Lawgiver, and it was a phenomenal success. Yep, and you know, they, they've upgraded this year, their venue yep. and everything and the, the programme, so yeah, it's looking like it's going to be an excellent day. So if Dread is your thing, then come along, it should be an excellent, excellent day. Check out the events calendar on Monkey Spider, it's got all the details for it. Absolutely, and yes, now any registered users can submit events to that calendar now, so please go do, add your own events in there, and we will plug the hell out of them and maybe even turn up. Yeah. And I got some working on a, a, a new Nerd vs. World logo, which we'll be putting on t-shirts, so there'll be merch soon as well. Woohoo! Yeah. And it's it's pretty flash. It is pretty awesome, it's I've pretty just seen fancy. it. So... Anyone who's on my Twitter, who was following my Star Wars Day yeah, Instagram I saw tweets, on your, I saw might, on have, your might have seen a sneaky, uh, a sneaky tease of the new logo. So, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Lovely. Okay, that's all for this episode. Thank you all very much for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And I've been Aidy. And until next time, take care and be excellent to each other. Thank <laughs> you.